Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. We're coming at you live from the Pacific Northwest at uh, 8.47 a.m. Gotta love Seattle. Why? Oh, gosh. It's just such a busy weekend for me. Yeah, but this isn't even that early. Come on, Emily. You're right. I normally would be um, down here already working, but, you know, and you'd already be at work. But it's a Saturday. It is a Saturday. But usually by this time of the morning, like I distinctly remember yesterday, I, I had a super busy morning at work and I finally sat down as things started to slow down. I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, it's 835. So that, that was after the first three hours of my day. Oh, well, that's well, then you are finished earlier than most. That is true. Being getting done so early in the day is kind of nice. It is. As long as I don't squander it by going home and just falling back asleep. Yeah. So um, yesterday, I'm actually really glad I slept well last night. I don't know how I would be performing if I didn't sleep because um, so uh, Thursday night. So going into Friday morning, I like I fell asleep. It was great. And then at 1 a.m. I wake up and I am wide awake. And uh, I just lay in bed for 30, 40 minutes. Nothing. I'm not getting more tired. I'm just getting more anxious because that's how it works. You know, when you have insomnia, then you're thinking right. about falling asleep. So finally, I just like put on some socks and went downstairs, um, turned on the Strym and Iridium and filmed a, filmed a demo that already has 200 views. And that's not even your first demo with that pedal. No. Sorry, I sneezed. You're welcome. I I'm I'm I How muted the you? mic to sneeze. Um That was some pretty solid like fader jockey stats. I know I'm good at it. Um so uh yeah. The Strymon Iridium launched on Wednesday. Uh it's And it's dope. It's, it's really cool. It's I, I feel like it's um I mean, I think a lot of people pointed out that uh, the Helix does more for the HX Stomps does more for not a lot more money. Right. But if you want something that's just so dead simple, you can figure it out out of the box. It has three amps, a Fender amp, a Vox amp, and a Marshall, and then nine cabs, three for each uh, is what it comes with. Like, th there's a lot of sounds in there that you can get. Uh, without having to screw around on your computer uh, or anything like that. But you can screw around on your computer if you want to. I'm going to soapbox here for a second on uh, one of the points you just made is people will keep saying like, oh, well, it's like not that much more for an HX stomp. I'm like, no, it's $200 more for an HX stomp. And they're like, well, it's only like $100 more used. I'm like, then you're comparing a brand new pedal to a yeah. used pedal. And used pedals don't always come with the same guarantee from the manufacturer in terms of warranty, service repairs, what they're willing to honor. So, I mean, come on, guys. You're comparing apples and oranges in that sense. So that that kind of kills me. So but if we're talking a $200 difference, I mean, if... That's, that's one-third of the price. That's a significant difference. I mean, honestly, what it, it's... I think it's a significant difference. And for someone like me who doesn't necessarily like screens or doesn't like, I, I, I've used Helix before. I actually don't dislike it. I, if I honestly, if I were to go on tour ever, <laughs> that's a thought. Uh, if I were to ever go on tour, that's probably what I would bring. If I'm being really honest, unless I had something that specifically required something different. That said, 
for what I do right now. And I just like to make it make sounds and play and learn how the effects work individually for what I do for myself. That's just, that's, I don't know if that's going to work for mm-hmm. me. And I would much prefer having just straight up knobs where I can see very visually, this is what's going on. And this is how can I adjust stuff, mm-hmm. how I can adjust things totally. on the fly. So that, and all the other, th- all the other things that I would get out of the HX stomp are effects mm-hmm. that I already have. Like what I want out of it, I've already got other units for it. So the Strymon just makes sense for me, and I'm sad that you won't sell it to me. <laughs> oh, I've actually been having a lot of fun with it. Um, so I've recorded I've recorded a couple tutorials. Um, one, the one I recorded in my Insomnia has over 200 views, and nobody even has the pedal yet, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I think people are probably just curious how easy it is to use. So I don't know if I'm going to get to it this weekend, but I really want to do a demo where I have the um, – like I, I do a QuickTime video of – uh, the software and how you load. Um, I don't know if I'll load new cabs into the, uh, whole interface because, uh, I'd have to buy them (laughs) and it's something I need to do more reading up on, but I am definitely going to, uh, play around with having, because it's true stereo. It's not, it's not dual mono. And uh, I think that's important to, to keep saying is that they really took the impulse responses. And if you go into the software, you see there's a left cabinet and a right cabinet. So it is completely possible. And it's, this is the first thing I'm going to do in the software is I'm going to have one cabinet on the left and a different one on the right and see how that sounds. But as far as the stereo capabilities, I've already put my Eventide H9 into it. It sounds, oh my gosh. Andrew, it sounded really, really good with just the pedal, but it takes effects like a champ. It sounds so, I was like, I was just going to like play around with a couple settings yesterday. Andrew, I ended up doing a 30 minute video because I was going through so many of the H9 settings. Like, well, actually, you know what? Let me just go through like Mm -hmm. as many of these as I can before I have to leave. Uh, So I think I, I... I went through, I tried to go through like 98 of the H9 Max settings, and um, I think I accidentally skipped a few, but um, just like, I like that was my first time even hearing that pedal in stereo, because I haven't had the ability to before. Oh, crazy. I, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that before. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That is huge. Um, so a couple of things I want to call out on the Iridium before we move on. Um, first of all, last year... Right before Nam, uh, I, I said some things, and one of the things that I said in predictions is that if Strymon drops an amp simulator, it's going to be a game changer for that part of the industry. You called it, it. I called it, and I don't normally pull the "I told you so" to everybody else thing, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment to revel in it. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the Iridium that I don't think people, and I'm not sure if this is just because people are never gonna appreciate this, or if they just don't know until they hear it in person. Um, but the the sample rate and the bit rate on that are stupid. Uh, so they so if we're comparing the HX Stomp and the Iridium, they both feature a 96 kilohertz audio um, sample rate, um, but they've got a, um, a disparity elsewhere where the HX Stomp only does a 24-bit Whereas the Iridium does 32 bit. And I, I, I gotta say that's a step up 
in terms of potential audio quality. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It's just, it's a better platform for specifically what it is. If you want to compare the HX Stomp to the Iridium for Apple's Apple's just using it as an amp sim. I don't know. I think the quality is going to, going to come out in favor of, of mm-hmm. the, of the Iridium. Yes. So just throwing that out there for anyone who didn't geek out enough with me to read the, uh, yeah. All the deets. Uh, I think that the one thing that is, uh, I can kind of understand as far as people, um, having perhaps some sort of negative opinion on it is Strymon teased it a lot and they teased it with pictures of the box itself. And it was, it's in there. What's normally a $300 chassis, right? Like the Flint stuff. Um, no, not everything's in. No, I want to say like the blue sky. So that would be like the blue sky, the, the L cap. Um, let's see here. What are, what are even used prices look? So, okay. Yeah. So I guess the, um, blue sky is for 300. El Capistan is 300, 300. Okay. I guess that's fair. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So I think that when they, people saw it there, cause a lot of people guessed it was cab amp sim. Of course, nobody guessed it exactly. Um, but, uh, I think people saw that and they were expecting $300. And when it came out that it's $399, I think people thought that it was $50 too expensive. And I don't, I, for what you get, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but for what expectations were, I understand it. Yeah. I could see that being a knee jerk. I'm going through all the other, the, so I'm looking at like the, the Lex, the Deco, the dig, the Brigadier, and they're all coming out to, uh, the 300 mark. So yeah, I guess I didn't put that two and two together there, but I could see how that would be a knee jerk reaction at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it's a, a great unit and I, I don't entirely disagree with the pricing that Strymon put out there. Ultimately it's up to the market to decide, but we'll see how that plays out. Nice. Yeah. So um, if you want to hear the sounds that I've come up with, I'll put a link to the YouTube demo um, I'm not sure when, like, honestly, the HX stomp demo, I'm really excited about because I just, it just sounds so good. And it was, I was having so much fun. At you just first said I was HX stomp. Go, I mean, you know, I, right. I know the H9 demo. <laughs> so many, many H's. H's. So uh, much H in Seattle. Um, Jesus H9. HW Bush. <laughs> HW. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the, uh, to actually do H9 demos because I was, at first I was like, oh, let me turn all the knobs, uh, for each of the three parameters that you can change just on the box without opening your app. And then I was like, oh, I'm running out of time. Just like go through them, go through them, get through them all. I just, it got a little obsessive. So that's going to be a 30 minute, um, behemoth video that no one's going to watch all 30 minutes of, but it's there. It's going to exist. And YouTube likes that for their search algorithms. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, uh, man, we've spent so much time talking about what's new. I, I didn't even have a chance to talk about drinks. Oh, yes. I'm drinking coffee. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm also drinking coffee, <laughs> which is, uh, I actually really like this coffee. And so my shtick is Monday through Friday, I drink the free coffee at work. 
Uh, but weekends is where I get to make my particularly yummy coffee. So usually Saturday morning, sometimes Sunday morning if I'm not in too much of a rush. But uh, today's roast is from Middle Fork Roasters. This is their single origin Ethiopian. And my goodness, is it tasty. Today I've got it in a French press. I've got 50 grams in a French press with about, um, I think this is a liter. And I think I just topped it off because I was lazy and didn't feel like measuring it. Um, and let it press for about five to 10 minutes. Somewhere there. I didn't, I didn't go too deep into the recipe, but you know, but that's not the point. The, my point is it, it's about my birthday right now. And I, I've received, it's been a birthday. Happy full early of, birthday. Well, thank you. Is it your birthday? Is it literally your birthday? Almost. Is tomorrow literally your birthday? Almost. Is Monday literally your birthday? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's Monday. So Monday. everyone is going to wish Andrew a belated happy birthday. Yay. Um, but so it's been the birthday of scotch for me. And mm. I've been having a lot of decadent things. And I've been really thankful for all my friends and family supporting me in my endeavors to be a complete and total snob. Beverage uh, snobs are the worst kinds of snobs. I know. I'm not. I'm not actually like a full on Scotch snob, but I, I I know enough to appreciate it. And so two things happened. My aunt, my aunt got me a bottle of Lagavulin 16, which is Nick Offerman, um, or more, excuse me, uh, more famously known as Ron Swanson's go to Scotch. Mm-hmm. So I've got that in my liquor cabinet, and I will be sipping that an ounce at a time very slowly and really judiciously deciding when I'm going to actually break that out and pour a glass. And then last night, um, last night, my mom took me out to a, a place out in Ballard called McLeod's, which is a Scottish bar. And the, the list of scotch that they have there is several pages long. And so my mom's like, we're going to go here and sit down and, order what you want Aww. in terms of scotch. So I, I tried four different scotches. So they, they do scotch flights. So you don't have to commit to a full ounce and a half pour. So they do scotch flights, which are half ounce pour. So I had um, a vertical flight, which is all from the same distillery. So it's the same single malt scotch, but different aging lengths. So you get to taste how different it is at different stages of aging. So it was um, a 12 and 18 and a 25. And the 25 year was particularly fitting because it's my 25th birthday. <laughs> Babies. I know. Um, and then I finished the night off with a Kauaila, um, 17 year, which was quite nice. Uh, just a well-rounded, very smoky, peaty kind of delightful glass. Cool. So I was, I was pretty excited with that. Plus the food was phenomenal. Fish and chips. and I know that, I know that place because, um, I kicked my ad- my my dad's ass at a Connect Four at that bar. <laughs> nice. Many times. He was drunk and I was not, so that helped. Yeah, that would definitely. I'm just be kidding. An I, don't, I don't think he was that drunk. I think he was just tipsy. No, no, throw him under the bus. Throw him under the bus. He was oh. plastered. That's how you tell the story. Winners write history. Don't you know that? I don't want to embarrass my father on my podcast. That would be the first time that's happened like, on the podcast, I guess. That's fair. embarrassing. Our, well, actually, it probably wouldn't be. I probably, I'm sure I embarrass my father all the time. 
just not by telling embarrassing stories about him. I'm kidding. My dad really, my, uh, let's give props to the people who drove us, drove our butts to guitar lessons every week and paid for them when we were children. Here's to you, dad. I would be less good at guitar if not for his support. I raise my coffee cup in support of that. Yes. My dad's always been very supportive. So can I take two minute break super quick here? My, my kid just woke up out of the blue and I'm the only other human awake. So I'm going to get him breakfast and TV real quick. It'll be like three minutes. Crap. All right. I'll talk about something. Okay. All right. How do I get you alone? How do I get you alone, dear listener? Um, yeah, so I... Um, don't know what really to um, talk about, I guess. I've kind of blew it by talking all about the Iridium. Um, I think it's really neat. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me to compare it to the uh, Milkman, the Amp. And I don't know if you can really compare them because the Milkman is made to sound like itself. It has a real tube. It has uh, three kinds of, re three different levels of spring reverb and I think one or two levels of plate reverb uh, and it has tremolo and then you can do either a square wave or a sine wave on the tremolo um, they're just different and they're at different price points I think the milkman is you know $700 which would make it $400 more expensive than the Iridium, which is a modeler and it's made to sound like sp specific other amps. So yeah, I just don't think that they're, uh, they're comparable. I, I think they both have their own uses and I love them both, uh, very much. I think I'll probably generally do more demos with, uh, the Milkman amp just to have a tube in the mix. Um, I haven't really experimented with drying uh, the Iridium very much with actual drives versus just the, the drive function knob on it. But I have done that with the, the Milkman and it's, I think it sounds really good. Um, so I'll probably stick to doing that. Um, as far as my, my Silvertone, uh, that's not out of the mix at all. But there's a lot to be said for being able to record my demos without getting really loud, especially um, if I do more in the middle of the night. That's just not an option. Breaking out the amp is not an option. And it's also more polite if I decide to do it on my lunch break. I do have a neighbor who, a couple neighbors I'm sure, who work from home. So uh, being nice to them by using the Iridium and the Milkman. Uh, so I know Andrew is complaining, <laughs> not complaining, but he's talking about how um, I am not going to sell him the Iridium. And the big reason I don't want to do that is because uh, when I get demos for stereo pedals, things that I love, like the uh, Avalanche Run, I have a PN2, um, if I get a, a stereo chorus in and all of the H9 effects 
that I would really like to demo as many of those as I can. I want to do that on a stereo amplifier situation to get the full effect of um, the work that the people who build these products put into them. And I just don't think you're doing a stereo pedal justice when you're demoing it uh, with a mono pedal. So, yep, that's, uh, that's my thoughts there. I might even do some things where um, I have a Moon Canyon and that's a dual mono output. Uh, I might see how that sounds uh, running it through the Milkman and through the Iridium uh, with different amps. See how that sounds. I think it could sound cool. Could also not sound cool. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Another thing I would like to mention is that if you're listening to this on the week it comes out and you live in Seattle, uh, my band Sunday Crush is opening for Taco Cat at their Halloween show at Numos. So come out and see us. Uh, I think doors are at eight. So I imagine that means we're on at nine. So uh, come out early. Party with us. We have some fun things planned. Um, my husband will be there. And it will be fun. I love having him out at shows, especially if he gets to participate, which is going to be the case. Then on uh, Saturday the 2nd, we are in Everett. I don't remember where. Some art gallery situation. Um, yeah, so we have a full weekend of shows. And then the Wednesday will be with the Paranoids at Barboza. If you can't make out to the Halloween show, I think Andrew's back. I oh, am good. back. Sorry oh, about that. Uh, so let's talk sponsors. So mm -hmm. first things first, Strymon. Strymon, Strymon. We've, we've talked about them a lot. Uh, I just want to thank them for their support of the show. Um, and I uh, love what they do. Absolutely. Been a fan for several years and I uh, can't wait to see how they continue to change things up and yes. excited to see if they've got anything else on their plate for releases this year. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm incredibly curious. Yes. I'll follow up with them and just make sure that they have the video and we're happy with the quality and everything. But uh, yeah, thank you so much to them. Also, Big thank you to Dr. Scientist, uh, makers of the Atmosphere, another pedal I can't, cannot wait to dig into. You've got just, you've got a whole lot of like oh. reverb and delay and modulation to dig into. Yes. And it's, um, I just want to make sure I do right by it. So I think I'm very close to getting started on the demos for the atmosphere. It's basically the next thing on my plate after I do a couple more tutorials with the Iridium. Very cool. Yes. So, um, Oh yeah. Special shout out to old blood noise endeavors. They, uh, sent me an expression slider, which is great. Cause I have just so struggled with how to show off um, expression capabilities on pedals in a, in a way that's visual and uh, attractive. I don't want to put my, my ugly ass expression pedal on like next to a gorgeous someone else's pedal, fill in the blank. So the expression slider to have that, um, just to show how 
that functionality works with different pedals. Wonderful thing. So thank you to them as well. Yeah, that thing is super rad, and I kind of want one too. I, I just want all of the things, but particularly that thing. $8, so that's pretty easy. And um, real quick before we jump into our topic full swing, can I, can I soapbox on something else Yes. for just a second, just as a complete rabbit hole that yes. I don't think we're going to really get to this on the podcast if I don't now. Uh, I just want to speak real quickly to Kanye's new album. Why? Okay, so here, here's the here's the brief shtick, and I, I hope you all understand why I want to soapbox on that for a second. Uh, so Kanye announced he's a Christian. He announced he's dropping a, a gospel album. He's always been a Christian. Cool, cool. I I question that because of some of the theological things that have been said in the past. However, <sighs> I'm less inclined to question that in its current state. Now, what people are doing right now are saying, wait a minute, he can't just like turn around and take over the industry. And so I, I kind of want to just take a deep breath. Because there's a whole bunch of people who are really upset. And I want to take a deep breath and say, hold up. I understand why people might be a little hesitant to hand over the reins to to Kanye in terms of um, because worship music in the in the CCM world is very much a ground um, a, a basis for a lot of the theology and a lot of the way that people think about things. So I understand that like that momentary hesitation to want to give that over to him, but I just want to encourage people actually re I haven't listened to it, but I've read through a lot of the lyrics of the songs and it's, it, it's, it's, oh my goodness. It, it almost hurts to read the lyrics because it's really, there's a lot of profound stuff, a lot of rule honest stuff. And he does a really good job kind of, I think, assessing what the state is of the current Christian church in a, in a way that I was honestly kind of shocked by. So all I want to say is let's all stop being so freaking judgmental and, actually just go I, listen to it that's that's my okay so my thing with kanye is that um i just just stay on your meds friend just i just want him to be properly medicated because i've been just concerned with some of his behavior in the past couple of years it seems unwell i also agree with that and i'm a huge proponent of self-care and making sure that you are getting and I think that that's kind of and... probably where at least some of this um, issue or uh, feedback is probably coming from is his recent behavior, which is uh, worrisome. Right. And I, and I understand the worrisome behind it, I think. Um, and I'm not saying that we can't all have a quick pause and be like, okay, well, how do we actually feel about this? Um, because he's pretty well inserted himself overnight as a leader in thought in the Christian church. Uh, well, he always thinks he's a leader in thought and whatever he's doing. So, right. And for whatever cultural reason, I, he's managed to do it again in a, in a different sector. And so I understand having that hesitation because we should always be discerning in who we allow to be leaders and spokespersons for whatever community we're a part of. But at the same time, I mean, if you read through the lyrics, I think there's a whole lot of good stuff in there. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm writing a, a blank check here. What I'm saying is let's give him a chance. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So the topic today. Com um, to turning gears on a dime. Yes. <laughs> Just to change it as quickly as I can, because I need to be out the door in 30 minutes and I still haven't put on socks. Fender. So this, let's give a hat tip to our uh, community member uh, who posted this one, Andrew. That was Abe, Abe Newman. Newman. Yep. 
Abe. Thanks, Abe. Uh, Abe posted a link to um, a post on the Guitar World Facebook page. Uh, Guitar World published an article entitled... Fender set to introduce more signature guitars for female artists next year than in its entire 70-year history. CEO Andy Mooney confirms plans for diverse new models. Yes, and I am, one, excited about this. Two, um, not surprised by the feedback on Facebook, feedback, the the shit show on Facebook. Vanidric response, the, you can't do that. Well, I mean, I th- I don't think that these people who who are commenting that realize that the bar is essentially on the ground. Like, there are not that many. There have not traditionally been that many Fender uh, signature guitars. I think maybe Chrissy Hine has one. Maybe Bonnie Raitt had one. Um, I think Joan Jett has had. It's like I think a Gibson has done more of the the signature women models, but. Uh, I don't think it's really the point. Well, I think that's kind of the point is that if they do five next year, that will probably fulfill that. I think that when people are bitching like this, I I feel like they think that they're going to get like 70 signature models for women. Like they're going to be suddenly overwhelmed with just estrogen implanted in their guitar directly. Yes. It's kind of how it feels. Um, Like, no, no, ladies, loud. Uh, so as we've talked about before and Fender keeps talking about, they did a study the other year that found that... A few years ago. That's why I said the other year. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so um, he where they found, and this is a direct quote, 45% of the guitars we sell every year go to first-time players, and half of those first-time players were women. That, as a woman, doesn't... It doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's just the first time this research has been done. Um, but, uh, Andrew, are you tapping on something? Am I what? Are you tapping on something? Or is something vibrating? Oh, I might have had my hand on my desk. Yeah, Which might have vibrated my microphone. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so, they are doing what smart marketers will should do, which is when they see an opportunity... Um, to sell more guitars, they're doing it. And uh, I think that one of the, one of the ways they, they want, they've been doing that and they've been doing it well um, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, representation. So representation is important. It's important to see people who, especially for younger people, to see people who look like you doing what you want to do. It's, it's why like the black Barbie was such a big deal when it came out and why, you know, different body shape Barbies are a big deal. Cause it makes little girls feel better about themselves when they can see themselves and the thing that they love. Um, and I don't think that you're ever really too old to, to get excited and feel um, a sense of pride when you see somebody who looks like you or, you know, has something in common with you doing well, like that's just the fact. So, uh, how Fender did that at first was they sent out their shorts, a lot of their guitars, especially the short scale models, uh, to female players <clears throat> and male players. They sent them out to a lot of players. I noticed the women who they were suddenly including in their ads, like people from bands like Cherry Cherry Glazer. Um, so now they are. They haven't said who, but they said they are going to be doing some uh, signature models with women, which will just be another opportunity to 
showcase that representation. Again, it doesn't say they're not going to do any signature models for men. They definitely will. But for them to to realize that there was this gap in what they were doing and filling that gap is just kudos. No, I, I com- uh, 1000% across the board kudos. And I think it's important to note for everybody who's complaining about how ridiculous this is, is this is actually a decision based on real data, real research that Fender themselves went, ev- went out of their way to do. So it's not like they're just kind of arbitrarily deciding, hmm, well, the feminists have been kind of up our ass lately. Maybe we should do something to appease them. <laughs> That's never been like no one's some of ever, the no no brand has ever thought that. <laughs> I just I just think it's funny people are like oh well they're they're just giving in and this that and the other thing and basically they're 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 painting f- the 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 narrative of them seeing as I'm going through a lot of this is basically Fender's a cuck and like got that full like beta male kind of all these attributes that are used for this they're just throwing that now on Fender and like Fender, you've dropped the ball. You're no longer give me your man card, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not what's happening at all. You people are dumb. This is real science. This is social science. And it's, it's if you, if Fender saw that 45% of like their new guitar buyers were women and did not do anything to pounce on that, that would be just one bad marketing and i right too stupid just stupid that's just stupid that's the most that should be the most obvious thing in the world that's a fast track yeah. to end up like gibson ignore 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 just put your head in the sand ignore your yeah, market's which demands kind of, but you know doing what you're doing even if it was like just women putting pressure on vendor which i don't think it was um for the if for them to then like see that a lot of people are passionate about a thing and then not do anything about it directly, like that would also be a missed opportunity. And and so far, our conversation has not quite as much been about the the ethics that come into play in this and wanting to pursue equity and any other sort of um, values that a company wants to support. This is we're just talking. This is basic business 101 mm-hmm. type of decision that they made based on facts and so we're we're not even getting into any of the stuff that they could possibly be accused of that's been um talked across about across the community this is this is just so basic this isn't something that they did to kiss up this isn't something that they did to give in this is fender doing what they're doing because they know it's going to be good for their business this is just a money driven decision at this point in the conversation. Now, I don't believe for a second that the kind folks at Fender don't have a value set that would also coincide with this in the sense of wanting to support women in the industry for the sake of mm-hmm. driving equity and representation. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not saying that, but for so far in this conversation, that's all we've got to. And it seems like a pretty clear and easy decision for Fender have made. And I'm really excited to see that this is the next logical step that they're and if you want to hear exactly what their ceo cmo has to say about that uh go back and listen to the summer nam episode i have an interview with him uh where he talks about i ask him about this explicitly and he says uh basically well it's not that they just want to support women they want to support everybody and that i think is very key uh keeping in mind so uh having said that this guitar world article 
actually has um, some uh, like a wish list of uh, Fender signature models uh, for women. So I see a Samantha Fish Jazzmaster, mm-hmm. Susan Tedeschi. Yes, we like that. Susan Tedeschi Stratocaster. She's wonderful. A Courtney Barnett Jaguar Telecaster. I would do a Jag, a Lefty Jag from Courtney Barnett. Oof, so cool. Anna Popovic uh, mm-hmm. Strat, Molina Moy Stratocaster. I don't know if I said that one right. Lindsay Jordan, aka Snail Mail Jag. Would be all about that. She's so good. <clears throat> uh, Gina Gleason Telly, Melanie Faye Stratocaster. I think that Melanie Faye yes. is one of the names that stand out in this, this list to me because so she good. so slays young on so many levels. I I I feel bad yes. looking at her Instagram because it just makes you want to quit. It looks effortless. It sounds incredible. It just truly so so good. <sighs> truly. Um, Sarah Lipstate Jazzmaster. I think that would work. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Brownstein. But she also just did that build with, um, I think it was, was it built was the brand that she just did that. Um, she just did that with, was it old blood noise endeavors where she put two reverb units built into the oh, guitar. Yeah. That, 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 that guitar is kind of amazing. Whatever, whatever that, that guitar is, is amazing. I yeah. think, I think that's become the flagship for her brand at this point in right. time. So I, I wouldn't, Personally, if I had to guess, I'm not sure I'd hold my breath for Sarah Lipstate well, Jazzmaster, even though I think that I mean, would you be incredible. Say that, but like um, um, Vanessa Wheeler did all those builds, a couple of builds with Creston Lee um, from Creston Guitars, and uh, she's still been featured in you know Fender Fender videos, and they still obviously love her. She has that Fender uh, Offset Special, uh, similar to the one I have, though she has different pickups and a Mastery Bridge on it. Um, right. So I think that. Well, I would add that to this list. I want them to re-release that guitar with her pickups in a mastery bridge. Though I don't think Fender would ever do something with a mastery bridge stock. Yeah, that would be. Then again, you never know. And I, I think what I'm seeing here from Fender in terms of kind of the shift and reading through some of Andy Mooney's comments and um, the interview from earlier this summer, I, I think collaboration and in, including more folks in the community is part of kind of the shift that I'm seeing. And maybe I'm misreading this, but I also wouldn't be shocked at the same time to see them start to collaborate with folks like that and to really step out, which I think would be a really great foil to what we've seen Gibson pull this summer. And I, I so bad, I, I, I will always say that I so badly want to root for Gibson. I want to see them restored, but it, it has been really hard for me to watch them uh, choose to address the their market share, uh, their their lack of market share rather mm-hmm. at this point with consumers by attacking people who they right. see as having part of their market share that they feel like they're entitled to, rather than competing on the sales floor by making better stuff. And I know that's a bit of a side note, but I'd love to. I think Fender to flip that on its head and to collaborate in that sense with other folks, I think would almost be poetic in that mm-hmm. sense, but I think that would be really cool. Maybe I'm just being idealistic. Uh, another one on, that's not on this list, I think would be perfect. It would be like Lindsay L that country singer and guitarist. Uh, she has done her own like custom paint jobs on her Stratocasters. 
And I think that that would mm-hmm. I think that would be a no brainer at this point. She's going nowhere but up. She's a stellar guitarist in country music, um, which does not traditionally have a lot of well, traditionally country guitar was invented by a woman but that's neither here nor there she is just killing it and it and she has already a uh, a track record of putting her own customization on these guitars so to do something uh a colorful stratocaster based on one of hers i i do that that sounds like a a major win i think that could be super cool yeah all right so we've got we've got some limited time to work with here can i can i throw out a cup can i I, i'd love to just deconstruct a couple of points that i've seen made on moving away from the data more into a just kind of social analysis just get to it (laughs) all right get Uh, to it so so one of the things that people I've seen in a lot of the comments wherever this article is posted is this all of a sudden people are like, well, I think I think signature models are dumb. I, I don't get the point. I don't want a guitar with someone else's name on it. And there's a couple of things I want to I, I want to kind of rebuttal that with is uh, one. I, you know what? No one asked you Two, yeah, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want it, that's fine. But don't yuck don't someone else's yum. There's plenty of people who are very much uh, inspired by the work of other people. And I think there's something really cool about that, honestly. Um, so whether it be like an, an Ed O'Brien Strat or, um, or St. Vincent, that's, uh, I mean, just pick a signature model. There's people who follow these artists and who are inspired by them. Um, two or three, I don't see people saying this kind of stuff on articles talking about signature male uh, models for men i don't see this i see i see people saying that i well maybe i have just missed that yeah Um, i think especially with those jimmy page models people thought it was that's there were a lot of people who thought that was dumb on a lot of levels and i think that was one of them okay well okay maybe i misread that that's fair uh i think i think people are getting more vocal i think there's definitely more of that backlash when it's this hypothetical about women i think then then when they have specific women uh they'll say those women didn't deserve a signature guitar and that's what's going to happen right so and point number four i think this is where my final defense of the signature guitar comes down to is one of the most iconic guitars of all time was a signature guitar you're talking about the lucille i'm talking about the les paul oh yeah yeah (laughs) like Wow. It, the Les Paul started off as a signature model and is now the flagship for one of the most iconic brands of all time. Right. And uh, and don't let don't let my previous comments make you think that I don't like Gibson. Uh, I, I'm just that was just commentary on the current state of Gibson's business model. I think Gibson is great and I think there's a really great history behind that and a legacy that's there to be upheld. And I think the legacy of the Les Paul is incredible and has done so much to change what we know. Um, as music today in the guitar world, we've got to give our like hats off to that. And I think that's a, a great example for why I think signature models deserve to be around. I'm not saying that every signature model has to end up to that level 
of legacy because that's a really high bar to set but for crying out loud for people to go and just kind of take a dump all over the idea of a signature model like come on like let's be fair about this there's a lot of merit to it and i i don't want to sit here and just kind of let that slide by mm-hmm. so that's that's point number one that i wanted to deconstruct are you ready for point number two yes i'm on a roll here um so usually when uh we i see like an announcement for a uh for a, a guy with a, a new signature model what a lot of it is it just it's pretty widely accepted that they they got the signature model because they've earned it people are like oh that's well deserved you did it congrats when it we on this article when they just they didn't even say anything about anyone in specific it's just they immediate like oh this not going to be well deserved right it's a, the immediate response is it wasn't well deserved there's there's a there's an agenda behind this i mean they're it's just kissing up to the feminist whatever illuminati i don't know it, it just very quickly jumps to a it it there's no benefit of the doubt given even without having um I mean, no one's speaking to any of the artists on that list. They're just speaking about women artists in general. It's the, oh, well, women have to earn it. And I got to say, the l- women have earned it. There's so many great women artists I think have 100% earned a right to have uh, a signature model much more than a lot of male artists I see that have signature models. So I just, I, I like, I, I, there's very clearly a different gut response approach from a lot of people in the industry that, I'm not even sure that they realize that they're having to the idea of a woman having a signature model. And so for anyone who, who sees that and their immediate gut reaction is, Oh, well, do they deserve it? Do, do they play well enough or whatever your response is, take a step back and just let, let's think about this. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you that you're a terrible person. Cause I, I, I completely get what it's like to be, to have those gut reactions that you don't necessarily know where they're coming from, but let's take a step back. Let's evaluate that and say, Oh, that was weird. I don't know if I've ever actually listened to this woman's music. Let me go listen to that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm also reading the comments Sorry. and I finally found a good comment. Hit me with it. So, um, you know, you could, I think we've already talked about a lot of the negative responses that we've seen. Uh, but this is my favorite comment. It's by someone whose Facebook name is Jenna Enemy. Uh, so she says, hey guys, while you all are... Hmm, Hemming and hawing about whether or not female artists are as good as male artists. I'll just be over here enjoying my thousands of online streams, touring, and playing my signature guitar. Maybe you can buy one someday. Maybe I'll have a signature tampon you can buy too, and I'll tell you where to shove it. Have a great day. (laughs) Oh, my hero. You didn't like that? That was was a whole lot all at (laughs) once. (laughs) <laughs> dang all right and I, th- this is a nice one too the future of guitars whatever you make of it good luck and then thumbs up okay and then two beer glasses clinking emojis oh i mean that's kind of just what's this is the yes. future and honestly this is not only is this the future but i'm gonna i'm gonna go out of limb here and say a, a lot of what we're seeing now is really just reacting to what has actually been happening for quite some time now in terms of women's involvement in the, the gear industry. 
this isn't necessarily just a new thing. This is just Fender did the research and said, oh, wait a minute, this has been happening. This isn't new. I like when I think about my my experience being a younger person when I was younger um, in high school and junior high, uh, I think probably half the people who I knew who hadn't played a guitar at any skill level um, were women. I like I had a lot of lady friends who had guitars, um, but there was a disparity in playing live and in bands. I think that there was probably a little bit less uh perhaps just a little representation i think that uh kind of boils down to it um there's a lot of the girls who play guitars they were just you know sitting in their bedroom and singing their own their own songs and uh for whatever reason the guys started bands a little bit more frequently a lot more frequently so yeah it's like i told you in my when i think i've mentioned this before when i was in high school um, the four years I was in high school, I think I did the talent show every year. Uh, one year I was the, in the first all female band that had ever played at my high school's talent show. And the next year I was in the first mixed gender band that had ever played at my high school's talent show. So that says a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, this isn't just the future. This is the here and the now in terms of where we're at. And I, I just, I, I kind of just want to grab people who are like, Oh, the, the future sucks and we're all doomed. And I just kind of want to grab them and shake them and be like, no dude, this is, this has already happened. You just don't realize it. It's not, are you really going to argue over this? If women play guitar really well, why do you care so much? Well, Cause they don't think Give they don't think they're good. They don't just think they're good. That's the thing. They just don't think they're good. Cause they're not Yingwe, Yingwe, Yingwe. I don't so bad with names. Ingway? Ingway. They're not that. They're not <laughs> whatever other guitarists that, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. I think that if you just listen to these women, you'll find that there's great talent. Uh, this is kind of the comment that I think is the, the most insane, like bonkers of them. This person said, so the future of guitars is all female, no males. Just wondering because it looks like you're virtue signaling, but also being hypocritical and quote non-inclusive at the same time. Uh, nobody is saying that there will not be a signature. No one is saying that the pendulum is swinging to the other end of the spectrum that far. What Fender's doing is they're really just bringing the pendulum closer to the middle. And I think it's too early to tell if Fender's really going to pull it so quickly all the way to the middle. They're just pulling it in that direction. I certainly don't think that we're going to see Fender swing that pendulum all the way to the other side to where men are quote unquote being discriminated against or being underrepresented. I mean, that, that would be, I don't think when, when a guy says that that's going to happen, I don't think they understand what that would actually require because I think they think that things are currently in the middle and not so far off to one side. And so when they see that the needle starts to move a little bit, they're like, Oh, well I'm being underrepresented. I'm like, no, you have no idea how overrepresented men have been. And not that there's, and not that there's anything wrong with male artists and male artists have contributed a whole lot to the music. I mean, industry. obviously like, not. No one's, saying, no one's that. saying anything else. No one is taking a dump on men as artists. That's not what's happening here at all. Unless you really want me to, and then I'll take a dump on it just to get us the, the listens and the hate mail. <laughs> no, you've already made fun of Neil Pert enough. Um, so I, I mean, offenders, I don't, think fend i've seen anywhere that says that fender is not going to continue to do 
uh, signature guitars for men. I, I've not seen that anywhere. That's because it's not going to happen. So, like, what are people flipping out about? That there's there's now there's even more competition than they had before in terms of becoming a guitar god because now they have to compete against women for attention. That's that's what I honestly think. Right. Well, and I, I can speculate about what's going on in those ego complexes all day long, but what I know is, come on, folks, like let's let's take some deep breaths. Mm-hmm. What's actually happening is not what you've got worked up into your head of it's the end of the line for mm-hmm. me. That's not what's happening at all, and there's still plenty of room for mm-hmm. you. And uh, the idea is that there's just now room for more of us. Yes, there's room for more of us. It's not a pie. Like one person getting a slice doesn't mean you're not going to get a slice. It's not a finite. It's not like a finite resource. And even if it is, if you've had 98% of the pie for decades now, like, come on, don't be so greedy. Pie. Don't, don't be so greedy. Don't be so greedy. Um, instead, uh, support us on Patreon. Leave a comment and review on iTunes for the podcast, which is thing we were going to say at the top of the hour, and then we did not. Mm, we did not. That's okay. We did not. Yeah, but I think that's a, a good place to, to stop um, because I need to leave. Yeah. Just can't wait to get rid of me. I'm sorry. I tried to push the practice to 1030 and then they'd already told the saxophone player a 10. Whoops. 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 Saxophone. That sounds fun. All right. We'll have fun at that. I'm going to go have Thank you. fun with the family with a bir- weekend of birthday celebration nice well thanks for listening thanks for understanding until next time i'm emily i'm andrew goodbye One, two, bye three,